Hey friends, welcome to the People Priority Podcast, where we dig into topics that help you show up as your best self for you and your circle of influence. I'm your host, Julie Schneers, a teacher turned speaker, team culture consultant, and leadership growth coach who loves people. Join me here every week for conversations that will motivate, educate, and hopefully just inspire you to grow through the power of communication, connection, and confidence. Because you and your people, you're worth it. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about something that is a little unconventional for a leadership style podcast. And that's what do you do when you don't love leading? I had a conversation with someone who uh, is a dear friend of mine who was put into a leadership position where she was thriving, but she hated it. And it made me think, what are we, what happens when we get stuck in a space where leadership is not where we're meant to be? And of course, this conversation was one conversation. And shortly after that, I happened to be uh, reached out to by a potential client who she was great in her space. She was really, really good at what she did. And because she was so good at what she did, they did the natural thing and they promoted her and she hated it. So I'm listening to this narrative again uh, and listening to hard struggle because they loved where they were, frustration build because they didn't feel like they were cut out to be leaders, and feeling just overall lost because they didn't know what next steps they needed to take. And because that was a theme uh, for me for just a little bit, I thought, you know what? They're probably not alone. So let's talk about it today. We are going to talk about this topic in two areas. Area number one, the first path we're going to take is when the leading role of being a follower is maybe more impactful. And area two that we're going to talk about is the leadership growing pains and how you step forward anyway. Because I am completely aware that you might walk into leadership and think, this is not for me. I don't know what I'm doing. And it truly is just growing pain. So how do you muster up what you need so that you can move forward well. Um, But then there's also this other piece that we cannot deny. We are not all cut out to be leaders of people. We might be really good physical therapists. We might be really good teachers. We might be really good at working the floor, but managing people is not what we want. And that doesn't fill our cup. And ignoring that just because you were really good at your job and putting you in a space that you're unhappy isn't wise. So we're going to talk about both spaces. So so space number one, let's walk down the path of the leading role of impactful followers. Now, I have a video that I have shown when I did workshops. Uh, I love it very much because it makes me laugh out loud. So it's a great icebreaker. And if you if you haven't seen it, I'm going to encourage you to go ahead and look for it online and watch it on your own. Look for dancing shirtless guy. And there's this whole leadership perspective and I'll, I'll kind of paint the picture, but you're going to have to go watch it. It's, it's like a chili fest back in the day. So festive people, they've had a lot of fun throughout the day, you can tell. And there's this guy who's completely shirtless who, who might not have made a ton of great decisions that day. One of them for sure is not putting on sunscreen standing in the middle of the field dancing. And everyone else is just sitting around listening to, I'm sure, the music, right? 
So this guy is dancing completely by himself and you can see everybody just watching him and judging him until two other guys get up and they dance with him. And those two people are really impactful followers. They, they stood up with the dancing shirtless guy to dance with him. So now, one, he doesn't look completely crazy. Two, uh, he's not alone. And three, he's getting more recognition as the leader he is and leading the pack to dance in the middle of this field during this concert. And that created more people who are interested in coming down. So then you see more people get up and start coming down to dance with them. So now you're really creating a little bit of a trend. There's still a lot of onlookers. Those onlookers are still like, these guys are so dumb. I'm sure the things that they're probably thinking, I'm not going to stand up and dance. That's stupid. I'm not going to stand up and dance in the middle of the field with those crazies until more people have decided, oh, I can dance too. Look at those guys. They're not even dancing well. I'm going to get up and dance with them. And then before you know it, in this video, you see a surge of people running down the field to the area that they're dancing to the point that you're almost the weird one if you're not standing with this group of people dancing. Wow. That one crazy guy in the beginning led this whole movement, but in the video, the narrator talks about and breaks down who the true leaders were in that space. Yeah, it took someone to stand up and say something crazy, to do something crazy, to be willing to dance all by themselves for a little while when everyone else is looking at you like you're nuts. But the true leaders in that space were also those first followers. The followers who saw something good and said, I'm going to do that with him. So those guys were almost more impactful because if they hadn't gotten up to follow him, they hadn't gotten up to dance with him, he really would have been crazy guy dancing by himself. So that is what created that trend of good. Let's go ahead and cross apply that to your space, to a regular workspace, to a life space where you feel like you're supposed to lead something or take a stand somewhere. You might be the crazy person taking a stand for a while if you're the ultimate leader. So I know two parts, we're splitting it for just a second. If you're the dancing shirtless guy, it's going to be painful for a little bit. You're going to have to dance a little bit crazy all by yourself in the field. And that might not feel well. That might not feel good. But of course, you might not need to be the dancing shirtless guy to make an impact. You might need to be the followers, the first followers who see something good and say, that's the leader I'm going to follow. It might not be dancing in a field. It might be standing for something that's right. It might be uh, following protocol better when everyone else thinks that's silly because the new leader has come in with a new protocol and you don't want to do it because it's not the way you've always done it before. Maybe it's just being more positive in your workspace and you see someone trying to be more positive and you think, I'm going to stand with them on being more positive so we can help get rid of negativity in our space. Whatever the thing is, those first followers are almost more impactful than the leader who has to stand crazy by themselves in the middle of the field. Being a follower, if you are following well, is nothing shy of incredible leadership. You might not need to be the person standing and leading well 
you might need to be the person who sees someone leading well and follows. So let's talk about why being out of that leadership space and walking well in the follower space is a good thing to do if you're struggling with leadership. I would say the first thing that you need to think about is why. Why have you been promoted to a leadership position, been asked to take a leadership, been looked at as a leader, and you're uncomfortable with it? Why is that not something that you want? Now, in my friend's space, she didn't, she did want it. She stepped right into it. She walked in it and she realized she didn't love it. She tried to revamp the system. She tried to help heal some of the broken relationships. She did make headway. She did an incredible job at leading in her space, which was a university space. But when she stepped back and looked at the cost it had cost her, she wasn't able to do the things that she loved as much anymore. She had to fight battles that she hated fighting. She was doing it. She was willing, but she hated it. And it started to take a toll on her mental health, the healthiness of her heart, her happiness at the end of the day. And I want to say bravo to her for stepping down because I think it's brave to step into leadership. It might be even more brave to step back out of leadership. When you've seen it, you've had the pay increase, you've gotten the responsibilities, everyone's looked at you as a leader, and then you work on it for a couple of years and you say, this isn't where I want to be. It takes a lot of bravery to say, I'm not your person anymore. Here's all the things that I can give to you to grow your next leader, but I'm stepping out and into a different space or I'm stepping back down. That takes a lot of bravery, but you know what happened when she stepped down out of the leadership space was she was happier again. She told me I got time back and I'm getting to do things that I love with my husband. That's a beautiful gift and a priority for her. So she listened to her heart and her head, and she prioritized what she needed in order to show up as her best self. Now, if you hear me say nothing else today, I hope you hear me say, you showing up as your best self is the best gift you can give your circle of influence. Whether you are a leader or you are an impactful follower you being able to show up as your best self is important because if you're frustrated and a negative Nancy, if you are not happy, if you are not fun to talk to because you're exhausted, you've been putting in so many hours, you know what happens? You start to influence your circle. You start to lead in a way that no one wants to follow you. And I've watched that happen in organizations. So being able to step down at a time that you know is best for you takes bravery, and it is very commendable. So don't feel shame over your choice. If you have decided that not being the lead person in your workspace is not for you, there's no shame in that. It's bravery that you have the ability to feel what you need and to walk through that door. Okay, so number Two, so number one is just think about your sanity, right? Number two is really evaluate what your skills are. If you don't think that leading is your skill set, what is your skill set that you can offer your space? Because sometimes there's even an opportunity sitting in the wings that 
might not be you leading people, but it might be you leading in a different light. It might be you utilizing the skills you do have that your leadership or just those that want to promote you um, see in you that you can utilize those strengths that they do see in a way that still provides sanity and happiness for you without leading people. So I would say don't be afraid to ask for that. But that does mean sitting in it and thinking through what are my strengths and what is it that they see in me? What is it that I see in myself? What is it that fuels my heart? I know a couple of episodes ago, we talked about your legacy lens. And I, I say a couple episodes. I think it was the very beginning. So scroll down, but look for legacy lens. And in, in talking about your legacy lens, we talked about how do you want to be seen and known? How do you want to be remembered? Which leads to the ways you can be most impactful. And if you're thinking about how do I want to be seen and known and what's important to me and what kind of impact I want to make, for me to be able to say, say that I want to be seen and known as someone who is very family first, and you're looking at taking this job as a leader, or you're looking at what it's pulling away from your current life right now, and you're realizing, I can't be family first and be a leader in this spot. Well, then is there another way to lead? Is there another thing that would still take care of building your strengths more, utilizing your talents uh, that still takes care of what leadership might need, knowing that it's also still okay for you to just say no, because what fuels your heart and makes the most difference is just you staying right where you are where you are, and being that impactful follower right, right where you are. But whatever choice you make, number three, do it well and be proud of who and how you follow. So when you are thinking about just being an impactful follower, or that's what you know you've been called to do, I'm going to challenge you to think about who are you following and how are you following? And I think the majority of us answer to someone. In some form or fashion, we answer to someone. So this beautiful leadership in the space of followership is something to really toss around as impactful. We throw it away. We we don't think through, oh my gosh, I am still leading as a follower. And that's what I want our minds to shift as. Just because you are not the decision maker does not mean that you're not leading in your space. Um, you're, you're still an impactful follower. So how am I impactfully following and standing in a way that helps my space, stands for who I am, helps build my legacy of how I want to be seen and known, and and thinks through my purpose and heart. And I have a little example in this space uh, that I'm. it's going to be super vague. There was a group of three girls, and they were standing, doing their own thing, when another group of three girls walk up to this these other girls and asked to join and hang. And one mean girl says, nope. No, I don't. We don't really. No, we're good. And the sweet people with that one mean girl said nothing. And when you are looking at this example that we've all been there before, if you're a woman in a space, man, There was opportunity with the two followers of that leader who wasn't kind to stand up and say something, 
to walk away and hang out with the other girls, there, there's opportunity to follow well. You don't have to be the one making the decisions. You might just want to be the one just hanging on the sidelines. But when the person making the decisions is making wrong decisions, when the person making the decision is making unkind decisions, when they turn into a mean girl in that space, why the heck are you staying? You need to stand, which doesn't feel good if you're just a follower. But remember that who you follow becomes part of your legacy. How you follow will become who you are known as. And just like my mama always said, you are who you hang with. So if you are hanging with a leader who is unkind, if you are hanging with a leader who is poisonous, who builds bad culture, if you are stuck in a space, is that your space? Because sometimes walking away from a really bad leader so that you don't get drugged down at, well, that whole group is negative. That whole group is a problem is really impactful. So when we're thinking about how we follow and who we follow, don't forget that who you are still leads to the people that you are around the most. That circle of influence is really important. And even if it doesn't feel like you want to lead, you're still leading by making bad decisions or by not saying anything at all. Just like the dancing shirtless guy, if those people that stood up with him and danced in the beginning hadn't ever danced, he wouldn't have been seen as a leader. But when they decided it was a good idea, other people could see it was a good idea. That can be the same for a positive or a negative in our space. If you have someone negatively impacting the room and other people follow that negative impact and it becomes the thing to do, you've helped create as a follower a negative culture. You've helped create and put on a podium, a leader who wasn't a good leader. So those are things to think about if you are leading from a followership. All right. So path number one was that path number two that I want to walk down is when the leadership space you're in has growing pains. Now, here's the reality. When you're a leader, there's going to be new challenges Uh, especially if you're a new leader, especially if you've just been promoted from a space where you weren't a leader and you're trying to find your footing, there's going to be challenges. Just expect them. Matter of fact, and I know I've said it, I don't know uh, what, uh, what episode it is, so I'll say it again. Growth equals pain. And that doesn't feel good to think about, but but think about it for just a second. Growth means there's a change. So if you're the new leader, that's a change. If you've had to move out of a space you were you knew well that you were in prior and you're having to learn stuff, that might be change for you. Change means loss. If you're a brand new leader and you've been promoted from the floor, that means that you've lost hanging out with the other people that you used to have lunch with every single day because now you've got a working meeting during lunch. That's going to make change and that might feel like a loss. The loss might be your time. The loss might be your ability to be in the classroom with kids because now you're the principal right? There's going to be a loss in some form or fashion. And loss is painful. It might be painful to those you're leading because they don't like the changes. It might be painful to you because you miss more time or you miss kids in the classroom or, or you miss getting to have those lunch breaks. Growth equals pain. So you have to know this is a a place I want to step into. I want to grow in this way. Leadership is what I want. And, And here's the thing about leadership it might be beautiful. It might come with an extra pay raise. It might come with extra clout, but it's not without 
sacrifice. If you are walking in the role of leadership, you're going to have to sacrifice. So you need to decide right now if that growth is what you want, then pain is going to come in next. So why is it painful and is it worth that growth? Or are you supposed to be an impactful follower? So why is it painful? It might be painful because there just is a lot of change and you've got to buckle down. It might be painful because imposter syndrome is real. And if you're a woman leader, statistically, that really and truly might be in your, your space. So that might be something that we talk more about is imposter syndrome. How do you walk through that pain and that imposter syndrome leads leads to the thing that I think is the most important thing every leader needs, and that's a mentor. If you're new to the leader space, find a good mentor to help grow you so that you aren't walking in that field alone. And that mentor should be somebody that you admire the way they lead. And they have a good knowledge base that you can absorb from, and they can help you walk through those painful growth opportunities. I think not feeling alone is really important because leadership can be really lonely. So if you're sitting in your leadership space going, man, is this what I want? Before you bail, maybe you should ask yourself, who is in my corner? And if you don't see someone that you're going to for mentorship, if you don't see someone that you can can ask questions to or, or share frustrations with or get guidance from, find someone to put in your corner. Now, that might mean hiring a coach. It might mean finding a friend that is in your space already. It might be the person that promoted you to this uh, can help align you with somebody that, that they see your strengths can benefit from a little bit of growth in. But find someone. You need a mentor to help you walk through that. Don't try to do it alone. And I, I find that there are some leaders who think, well, no, I've got this. I'm supposed to be the leader and I don't need help in this space. But man, that can create you having issues with change for your people without good guidance that makes your people unhappy. <laughs> that could mean that you do end up burned out because you went really hard and you didn't think through all of the moving parts when somebody could have just guided you through that. Like, Why would we put ourselves in that situation? It usually is because of ego. So as a high-achieving leader, let's shuck the, the ego and and add in the person that we admire who can help grow us as the leader that we want to be. And then remember full circle because you get what you give, right? So when it when you do get this leadership thing down, if you get this new role down in a way that you're like, oh man, I'm good at this. I can help someone else now. Give back. Give back to your community. So if you're a leader that's been a leader for a while, who are you mentoring right now? That could be your challenge is looking in the surrounding areas, maybe in your company, maybe in your industry, uh, but maybe not. And reaching out and saying, hey, I see that this is happening. Could I give you some words of wisdom? Could I sit in your corner for a second? Do you need me? Do you need anything? And I know, I know that that's hard sometimes to reach out, but when you're a struggling leader and you don't know who to go to, sometimes that outreached hand is more special than, than you realize when you're the person reaching out the hand to help somebody out of a little bit of a struggle. So mentorship. Uh, and then of course, I would say be really aware of your 
company, organization, school, team, whichever you are leading, culture. Be aware of that culture. Now, I'm going to say this, and I think if you've been a leader for a while, you're going to be like, yeah, duh. And if you haven't, you're going to be like, that sounds awful. Leaders, real leaders, they take the blame and they give the credit. If you're a real leader, you're going to end up in the middle of all the issues. If you're a real leader, you're going to take the bad parent phone calls. You're going to deal with, we didn't meet uh, standards. We didn't make our goal. We didn't, right? Like it might not be your fault because you weren't on the floor. You weren't the teacher who caused the issue. But your job as a leader is to step in. Now, of course, that means you're going to give growth opportunity where it is, but you don't stand there and point fingers and blame other people and make your people stand alone. Now, of course, I came from education and you know that the best principals were the ones who stood beside the teachers, not the ones who went, you know what? Our teacher did do that absolutely wrong. And I'm going to have a talk with her. You're right, parent, because that just enforced that my teachers don't know what they're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. And the parent's always right, which uh, as a parent also, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, yes, absolutely fight for your kids. <laughs> There's a time and a place, but for those teachers, they need you to have their back. The same is true in every space for those impactful followers. Remember that you, you get what you give. If you want someone to stand for you, you need to stand for them. One of the most, one of my most favorite um, workshops that I did was with a boating company, 98% men. And I'm asking, you know, we're talking about strengths and weaknesses. I'm asking these questions for them to share with each other. Um, and then they also shared their strengths and weaknesses as a team. And you want to know what I heard at every single table as I walked around was these guys talking about a strength of their team was their leader because man, this one time this customer was mad because I screwed this still up and he didn't even throw me under the bus. He said, and now I'll do anything for him. There's story after story after story of those guys feeling like their leader had their back. And they were in a couple of stories acknowledging, I screwed this up. I know I did. And I apologize and I fixed it. And you know what? I never did it again. There's a lot of beauty in as a follower feeling taken care of by your leader. So as a leader, get ready, get ready to take the blame and then think through, how am I giving credit to my people? How am I highlighting my people? Because if you want to get the best out of your people, that's an important thing to do. And then of course, I can't finish this one off without talking about the power of relationship building. As a leader, get to know your people well enough that you know their strengths. You know what to highlight. You know what they need in order to be their best self because that is the beauty in leadership is being able to highlight, hey, look in this mirror. Do you see these strengths I see in you? I need you to see those strengths in you because that's how you get the best out of your people. And that culture comes from relationship building and communication and confidently standing for your people. Okay, so we talked through a lot of things. We walked through both of those pathways. What are the top three takeaways from today? Number one, growing pains are normal. It's what we just talked about. Know that if you feel like you don't fit, you're not, that doesn't mean that you're not going to be a great leader. That doesn't mean that you don't fit. 
it just could be growing pains and those are normal. So listen back, get a mentor, right? Number two, you can be more impactful as a follower sometimes. Sometimes you don't need to stand up and be the leader. Sometimes that leadership role doesn't fit and that's okay. You can be an impactful follower. There's so much beauty in the difference you can make by seeing what's good and standing with what's good and following what we know can benefit the company and and sharing out with those who also follow you, hey, we're not going to be negative Nancy's anymore or whatever it is that you're taking a stand for by just being an impactful follower. And number three, I just want to affirm you that no matter where you're sitting in your leadership space, no matter what kind of leader you are, and I know I try to appeal to all kinds of leaders. So even if you're just leading at home and you can't step down from being the mom, you're doing your best and doing your best is good enough. But doing what's best for you is okay. So take time to show up as your best self. As a leader, make sure that you are balancing leadership life so that you can show up as your best self. Make sure you're taking care of the ways that you can grow yourself so that you can show up as the best type of leader you can be. And if you're an impactful follower, show up as your best self. Why are you impactful there? Follow well. But no matter who you are in your space, take care of what you need and know that that's okay um, because that's, that's how you make The most impact is showing up as your best self, not your lazy self because you just needed a lot of mental health days. I do want to say that, but just your best self because you're leading with your legacy lens in mind. Okay, so the challenge is look at spaces that you can be more effective as a good follower and places that you want to grow as a leader. Okay, our quote for the day comes from the book Leading from the Second Chair, I know, terribly appropriate, by Mike Bonham and Roger Patterson. Here it is. If you believe lack of authority prevents you from leading effectively, it's time to rethink your understanding of leadership. I hope you have a great week looking at the ways you follow and the ways you lead. And remember, you're doing a great job. All right. See you next week. Hey, thanks for listening and being my people. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, hook me up with a five-star review. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to the People Priority Podcast so you don't miss out on more tips, tricks, and important reminders. I'll see you next week.